Um, not that I think my words are anything special. But um, so I need three things that were really good about today. One from three different people. Hi, Blake Bustieri. I love you. Don't be bashful. There's a lot of people here, which is the best problem ever. So, what do you got, Trev? Uh, I could bench press again after my little. You could? Yeah. You're healthy enough to throw some weight around? Tough. Praise Jesus. Hey, are we gonna are we gonna call him out and ask him what he benched today? Hey, what do you what do you throw up today? Uh, did three sets of five, two fifteen, two twenty five, and two thirty five. That's tough. That's tough. More than I can do. Different types of athletes. All right, two more. Who's yeah? Different types of athletes. I get over hurdles. He doesn't do that. Uh, what? So, somebody else. Something good that happened today. Something really good that happened today. Come on. Let's go. Hey, I don't know if you follow Claire Raymond on Instagram, but she's hilarious. She's so funny. One of the most one of the most organically entertaining and God fearing women I've ever met. So. Give her a follow. Give her some attention. I need one more. Noah. I had coffee with you today. It's tough. It's tough. I'll say... And we had a solid workout. And we had a, and we had a good workout, a little session. I'll say... No. No, it was not in the waiver. I... I got to spend a really cool hour with Arkell um, today, training on the field. Um, had a little bonding time. Prayed a little bit. It was really cool. Uh, so my day has been, been full of good people and a lot of blessings. Uh, so I'm really glad he's here tonight. I'm really glad all you guys are here tonight. Um, so I'm going to pray and then I'm going to talk about God's quality as a savior, um, which has a whole lot of depth or not a lot, depending on how you look at it, but, um, I'm going to talk to him. Um, God, thank you for tonight. Um, thank you for the way that you've gifted all of us, um, that we're all original, uh, that you call us all very good Lord. And we all have a purpose to be served in your name. Um, so Holy Spirit, I pray that you're here. I pray that you go before me in all the words that's about to be shared. I pray that you go before me in all the hearts that need to be touched, Lord, that you minister exactly how you want to minister tonight. Um, whatever that looks like, Lord, I just pray um, submitted to you, asking that you speak through me, that you do something special, uh, that you show us why you're worthy of following and what you desire for us. Um, God, just guide my words, guide my scriptures that I share that are yours. Um, Holy Spirit, you inspired the entire book. Um, so inspire me tonight. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. So I need four people to grab scriptures for me, and they're going to be kind of riddled throughout. Um, I'm going to definitely go over 20 minutes. Okay, uh, that's all right, though. We got time. Um, so I need Romans 3.23. Somebody has it memorized and just wants to say it whenever I call on you. That'd be cool, too. But Romans 3.23. Come on, Nick Victor. Romans 6.23. Trevor Van Poole. And then not FCA leaders. I got two more. John 15, 18, and 19. Who's that? Blake Pusateri. Turn up. He's sitting on the floor up here. Can't see him. Uh, John 15, 18, and 19. So chapter 15, verses 18, 19. And then I have one more, which is Romans eight thirty one. Come on. Let's go. I love it. So you guys are going to have to read loud um, whenever you do read. Uh, so I first want to say, I first want to start off by defining um, what is a savior. So if I'm going to talk about God's quality as a savior, I have to obviously 
give, and I know we all have a vague idea, but like what exactly is a savior? Um, so I combined a couple different definitions. And, uh, and so a savior is one who saves, rescues, or delivers someone from a situation where they were incapable of doing so themselves. Uh, and so I want to dwell on one word in this, and that is the word incapable. And so us having an understanding of our personal, and these words are kind of heavy, but our personal hopelessness and our personal incapability of saving ourselves is really, really essential in being saved and also experiencing freedom. Whatever freedoms you're desiring to experience, whether that's from addiction or comparison or whatever, uh, experiencing that freedom, you first have to understand you cannot do it on your own. That is so not about you, uh, which is which is kind of humbling. And some of you guys might be a little mad, like, "Well, I'm like I'm a strong, independent woman. Like I could totally do that on my own." Um, but you are a much stronger, more independent woman with Jesus, and uh, and so that's the only person you shouldn't be okay being independent from is Jesus. So, um, I want to offer you some very Trevor Van Poole esque piece tonight. If you ever heard him speak. Um, he loves to tell us how much we suck, and that's a great thing. Uh, but it's with a loving heart, as First Peter 4 would tell us to do. Uh, so I need Romans 3.23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. One more time. One more time. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's all. When the Bible deals and it says all, it means all. It means all of us. All of us have sinned and fall short of God's, God's glory. So Romans 6.23. One more time. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So all have sinned, and the wages of sin is death. So what I'm hearing is we deserve nothing more than death. Plain, simple. Uh, anything on top of nothing is far more than we deserve. So I want to start with that. I want to start with something very humbling. Um, so that's, that's very, I, I love that I associate Trevor and Poole with the word of God. That's good stuff. So your own efforts and your own worry cannot save you. I'm sorry. Stop trying so hard to do it on your own. Uh, that is the enemy telling you that you need to be isolated and you need to be capable when really our incapability allows us to experience real freedom. So um, Jesus desires to save us from condemnation, from our baggage, from our hurt from our brokenness, from our inadequacy, from our comparison, you have to allow him to save you. You cannot, you cannot grab a safety ring when you're trying to claw up the side of the boat. So we have to submit ourselves to saying, I'm hopeless and cannot do this on my own. Jesus, I need you. Um, there's a lot of moments where that feels far away and a lot of moments where it feels like we have nowhere else to turn. It's a little easy. So I don't know any of you guys or all of you guys' stories. I know a lot of them, um, praise Jesus, that I've had the opportunity to meet you guys and know you guys. But um, I will tell you that as you're trying so hard to do it on your own, you are missing the mark on experiencing the real freedom and actually being saved. So I have three points. If you're taking notes for whatever reason, um, I'm not worthy of note taking, but the Lord is. Uh, so the first point, and this is the most important one, is that God is the savior of our souls. Um, so he can't save anything um, that we don't offer to him. And so he knocks on the door and we have the opportunity to answer. Um, however you see that answering happening, we know it happens, that we get the chance to submit to the Lord. 
Um, so I have John 14, 6, um, which is Jesus saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father except through me. It's that simple. And the Father is freedom. The Lord is the Spirit. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. That's 2 Corinthians three seventeen. And so the only way to get there is through Jesus. And then Acts 16, 31, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. And also I have Romans 10, 9. Does anyone feel led to read it or have it memorized? Don't want to say it out loud. It's totally okay if not, I'm one page away. So, um, so Romans 10, 9. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And then verse 10 says, uh, for with the heart one believes and is justified and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. It is that simple. It is actually that simple. If you believe in your heart that Jesus is the Lord um, and confess with your mouth, um, it is, it is, that is a, a one-step formula um, to experiencing salvation. And so... Um, receiving the Holy Spirit is the first and most essential step to being saved, right? This is a salvation of your souls where you no longer have to worry so hard about the waves and winds that the earth deals. And you can understand that my eternity, because eternity is so much longer than what we have here, my eternity rests in paradise. It's the, and that is a freedom that you get to take with you everywhere you go, is knowing that whether I fail in this race or I miss this shot, um, or, I, or I, whatever flaws that you hold so close to you that you think you're defined by, you have freedom from those knowing these do not define my life because my life is defined by the one who made us, by the one who defines us. Um, so I have a second point. Um, that second point is that he is our savior from comparison. Um, I know that comparison runs absolutely rampant um, in my life and in so many others. And it's so easy to fall into comparison. So I'm going to read Romans 12, um, 4 through 6. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. So it's important to realize um, that your gifting is completely original, that you are nobody else, that you have abilities, gifts, talents, and a story to glorify the Lord that literally nobody else has. So if you believe that you have to be somebody else in order to experience that fulfillment and, and, and have that story written through you, you're wrong. And that's the enemy lying to you and stealing the opportunity for you to be fulfilled in, in sharing the joy. Um, that it is to walk with Jesus and receive the spirit. And so just know that, that no matter how many times you believe it, you say, I'm not them. I'm not this. They look better than me. They talk better than me. They, etc. fill in the blank, whatever you struggle with. Um, Instagram is very common. People fall into comparison on there. Just know that they are gifted originally and so are you. And you were both called beautiful and very good by the one that created you. And it's that simple. Um, so know that you are adequate. And that your story matters. So Jesus, in telling us who we are and in deeming us worthy of being saved, saves us from comparison. Um, I also have John 15, 18, and 19. 
If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the, out of the world. That is why the world hates you. So your difference should be an encouragement, right? You, you have been called out of the world by Jesus to be different. And it, and it uses the word hated, but the Greek, um, the Greek words are a lot deeper. That there's a, they don't blanket things like we do. We say love. I love you. I love this. They have nine different words for it um, based on the types of love. And in the same way, the idea of being hated, being unwelcomed, um, being disrespected, being whatever – um, that is that is that discomfort of not being welcomed by the world. That should be an encouragement to you. Um, so your difference not only uh, writes a story about God's grace that inspires others as you walk in that difference. I remember this is so stupid, but so if any of you guys met me freshman year, uh, my freshman year, so that would be 2017, 18. Yeah, I'm old. Um, I had a quarter size tooth gap in between my front two teeth. Does anybody remember that here? Brad Jenkins remembers it. Kaiser, I love it. Addie definitely remembers it. Yeah. Um, so I had a quarter-sized tooth gap. Um, and it just, it just, I hated it so much. Like nothing um, in my life made me more insecure than this tooth gap that 60% of people didn't even know I had. 60% of people didn't even notice. Um, that's just a guess, unless they were just nice enough to say that they didn't notice when I talked about it. Whatever. Um, and I had a friend named Brendan Smith, who's a quarterback at Southwest Baptist now. And he had the same tooth gap as me, but he was the most confident dude I'd ever met. And I was like, I want to be like Brendan, right? Um, so Brendan was different. Brendan allowed that difference, that, that, that affliction, that whatever you want to call it, that thing that, that he didn't necessarily like about himself. He allowed it to speak because he's like, if my demeanor and the way I love people doesn't change based upon my tooth gap, who's that going to inspire? Inspired me. Made me walk a little more confidently with a quarter-sized tooth gap on my face. Um, I got rid of it. I paid for braces but because um, I didn't like it. But beside the point, I know you guys were like checking as I was talking. Like, does he still? Yeah, whatever. Um, so, yes, but know that the way you walk confidently in your difference inspires others. It writes a story of God's grace. Wow, he is different. Because though we strive to be like everybody else, being like everybody else is really boring and dumb. Um, and so if you've ever actually like finally gotten into that friend group you were trying to fit in with, whatever, and you're like, this is totally unfulfilling and these people suck, um, you've experienced the same thing as me. So um, just know that your difference is a gift, that you being called different and deemed different and crafted differently, um, <laughs> built different, um, you being, you being um, I'm not that funny. Uh, so, so you um, having these differences is inspiring to others as you walk in them confidently, right? And Jesus, Jesus gives us these, like we are crafted by the Lord to be different, um, to be hated by the world because Jesus was hated first. Um, so just know that it is not in vain that you are different. It is not in vain um, that your gifting differs from what you maybe want it to be. Um, he saves you from that comparison, knowing that you being different is actually such a gift and an opportunity um, to, to be a part of something so special that nobody else could be a part of in the same way as you. Nobody else can be you. That's super cliche, self-care. Uh, but I want that message to actually sink in, that nobody else can be you. Um, so the third point, uh, so he is savior from heartbreak and disappointment. Um, it is not that these things will just vanish. It is not that heartbreak and disappointment 
will just not be there. Um, but it's, it's what happens in the, in the after of that uh, that's different and about the process of that that's different. So actually in John 16, 33, um, Jesus says, I tell you all these things. He's sitting here telling his disciples like all the stuff that's going to go wrong. All the, all the things that are like maybe not so pretty, not so glamorous. And he says, I tell you all these things so you may have peace in me. In this life, you will face many trials and sorrows, but take heed for I have overcome the world. So in this, um, he offers a fight. He promises a fight. He promises that it will not be easy because we are not home. So it will never be perfectly easy and comfortable. And if it is, you're lying to yourself. Um, and so he promises this fight, but the coolest part is that he also promises victory from this. He promises victory um, in the battle. And so victory might not look how it normally looks um, as a whole, but uh, Romans eight thirty one. I want to be read right now. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? One more time, please. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Okay, so the holy, infallible word of God, thank you so much, Allie, um, tells us that God is for us. And it is that simple. We accept this. There's a ton of verses talking about God's plans for us. Romans um, 8.28, um, it's, it is all things are working together for good for those that are in Christ Jesus. You have Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13, um, which is my plans for you are for good and not for evil. And he says, as you seek me with your whole heart, you will find me. Um, so we are promised good, and God himself is quite literally for us. Um, so know that, that in your heartbreak, you have Jesus to be saved from the, the way the world tells you it should go. Um, if you guys are close to me, you know that there's been a lot of heavy emotional things going on recently. Uh, but because of the way uh, that Christ desires to use those things, none of it is in vain. And I've seen that in my life and in so many other people's lives, that your hurt and your discomfort and, and the things that maybe aren't so pretty or aren't so great are not for no reason. Your story is being, is being redeemed by, in other people's lives, in, in your lives, in your relationships, and as you allow it to be. Um, so God equips us with that testimony for a reason. Um, so I'm going to read something real quick. I wrote this this morning. The God who created you originally, beautifully, lovingly, and intricately sent his son to save your soul and to save you from all the sufferings the enemy brings in your time here. It will hurt and it will be hard, but he is for you. He wants to use it all for his glory and for your fulfillment, his glory and your peace, his glory and your heart. In him, nothing is in vain. Not your failed relationship, not your eating disorder, not your poor home life, not your anxiety, not your depression, not your doubt, not your embarrassment, not your feeling of inadequacy. You are beautiful and original, and he has deemed you worthy of saving. Your story is beautiful and original, and he has deemed it worthy of redeeming. So we're going to go in a time where we have about five minutes, um, where we have Five minutes for you to reflect. Um, and I have a question. You can sit on this question or you can pray um, and, and you can think over whatever is on your head or that you really want the five minutes to be up so you can leave. Um, whatever's there, uh, I want you to dwell. I want you to sit. Um, God says, as you think on these things, you will gain understanding. He says that in uh, 2 Timothy.
So I ask you to think, are you still clawing? Are you allowing him to save you? Are you still clawing or are you allowing him to save you? So I'm gonna pray in just a moment and then we're gonna have about five minutes where you get to sit with those thoughts. It is, as, as I tried to make clear um, and probably failed at, it is the most important thing is that you allow your soul to be saved by Jesus Christ. By believing in your heart he was raised from the dead and confessing with your mouth that he is Lord um, and allowing the spirit in, you win battles. And that is the most important thing. And so I'm gonna pray um, and then we're gonna go into that time. Um, God, thank you for all that you do. Um, Thank you that you've allowed me to have a story that relates to others, that is full of frustrating, immature decisions and heartbreak and comparison and idolatry. Lord, thank you that all of us have stories that maybe aren't so pretty or aren't so easy that we're scared to share because we're gonna be judged. Um, Lord, I ask that you just bring peace over everybody here and the names written on our hearts, Lord, that Um, that our stories are not in vain, that you desire to use them. As we allow you in and we allow you through all things, God, that you are doing a work that is so much bigger and better than what we could imagine. God, help us not to try so hard, but to just pursue you passionately and allow everything else to fall into place. Um, Jesus, thank you for deeming us worthy of saving, for paying the price we could never pay. Lord, so we could live the life we could never live apart from you. Um, God, thank you that you prove yourself to us, that you prove your faithfulness every single day. God, we love you. I ask that you use this time powerfully, Spirit, that you're here, that you're working, um, that you're dwelling in the hearts and in the minds of everybody here, that you're bringing up what needs to be prayed over, what needs to be healed from, what things are we keeping in the closet in the back of the house away from you that we aren't allowing you to redeem and save. God, thank you for who you are. Thank you that your character never changes and you're in the same place right in front of us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.